My name's Simon. I'm just like you. I have a normal family, amazing friends. A lot of my life is great, except I have one huge ass secret. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is our special episode for the greatest movie that's ever been released, Love, Simon. <laughs> We're talking about its soundtrack today because its soundtrack is wonderful. Wait, don't you is, agree? I agree. Here's the first song from it. You anchored it so well! Nick refused to host this episode, so I had to take matters into my own hands. (laughs) I mean, Grace, you're here too. Yeah, I am. He would have hosted eventually, but it would have been after he's gone through the entire, like, back catalogue of Instagram. Um, Anyway, what's track one on um, the Love Simon soundtrack? So, the first track is Alfie's Song by Bleachers. Uh, It really sets sets the tone. Hmm. I'm just a I'm just a normal guy, but I've got a great family. My my friends and I drink this, too much iced coffee. I, this is not where the song plays, by the way. I, I know the, <laughs> but you could feel it playing in that. You could. Um, yeah. So the soundtrack for this movie is really really good. It's kind of integral to the movie. Some people I think would be annoyed by it, since at every possible point there is a damn song. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is very- more noticeable. Sorry, it's more noticeable go. for me since I the first time I saw it at a press screening, the, half the songs weren't in it. And then the second and third time I've seen it, I know where the songs have been mm. inserted in weird places. So that's just a me thing. Everyone else probably won't notice. It's so weird that they showed it without the fucking songs. But these songs weren't out at that point. Alfie's song was the only one out. Yeah. Like Love Lies wasn't out. Troy wasn't out. True. You know. Is um, Love Lies even in the movie? Yes. I don't remember it. Uh, it's when they're about to go to the Halloween party. Oh. So far it sounds like Mean Girls, but continue. Oh yeah, it plays in the background. So yeah, literally, the thing I was so like surprised by about this movie is how, I don't want to say normal, but it's so, it's just like a, a typical teenage rom-com thing. Which I love. It's great. I love them. And then it just has this normalised storyline injected into it. People strangely want this movie to be a, like an Oscar-winning drama with all the problems that he faces. Mm. It's not, it's a... It's a teen film. Yeah. And I love it. And that's it. the whole point. We don't have teen, f- teen films for queer people. Exactly. They all have to be either French, foreign films, which is fine, and there's definitely a place for that, and they're very enjoyable, but sometimes you just want to kick back with a fun rom-com. Rom- rom-com. Yeah, sometimes I don't want to have to travel travel two and a half hours to see a queer movie. <laughs> I still <laughs> haven't seen Call Me By Your Name. It didn't come out in Nara. Don't ask my boyfriend about Call Me By Your Name. Um... So yeah, so music is really big in this movie, and so that's why we're talking about it. Hmm. Um, and the music's really good, yeah, which is important. It is really good. So Jack Antonoff put the whole thing together, didn't he? He did. Good on him. Um, curated the thing, produced most of the songs on it, but just a couple aren't of the new ones anyway. Hmm. Um, and there's some really great promo at the start of the movie when Simon hops in his car. Gets out his phone, goes into Apple Music, and hits play on Roller Coaster by Bleachers. And that, I think it did make me laugh out loud in a very quiet press screening, which not many people were in. Uh, <laughs> That's got to have been a contract thing for Jack, though. Like, Jack was like, I want some product placement for my I band. believe... Which is great. I think this was all in it before he came on board. Because I think they wanted Roller Coaster and they wanted Wild Heart. Mm. And then they were like, let's just get it. By Ugly... No. By GRL. No. Then I was like, wait, that's Ugly Heart. Yeah. Um, And so since since I saw the movie for the first time um, early last month, I haven't stopped listening to Bleachers and Jack Antonoff stuff. 
Like, I just can't stop. So you, well, this is, you know, a problem with you because when you went and saw Call Me By Your Name, you <laughs> I really couldn't liked, stop fucking listening to I really like the soundtrack Sufjan Stevens. Yeah, that has been happening. But it's good when the music's good. All right, so the first new song on the soundtrack is Never Fall In Love. It's not Bleachers, it's Jack Antonoff and Moe. Songs that Jack Antonoff does never end up with Jack Antonoff's name in them, do they? Like, has he ever put out a song before under Jack Antonoff? I don't, I don't think so. This is, yeah, this is the only one on his Spotify for Jack Antonoff, the name. Hmm. Because, I don't know, it kind of does fit his, like, 80s vibe, so yeah. I'm not sure what that's about. This is I would be nice. open to I would be totally open to a Jack Antonoff solo project where he gets like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're right, is. Nathan. Is it? I thought it was a band. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I like this. I love this. Oh Jeff, is shaking. Diana just messaged Such me to say, I'm on the train standing across from a young Joe Jonas lookalike. I'm dying. I love Joe Jonas. <laughs> Joe Jonas is in Sydney. Is yeah, he? could be. Yeah, he's here for the voice. He's doing the voice. Tell her it could be him. Oh my God, if she's with Joe Jonas. Oh my God, if she's with Joe Jonas, I'm going to die. Get a grab for the podcast, mate. Joe Jonas um, wouldn't be getting the train, would he? I don't know. So Jonas. Does Sorry, back t- to, Joe back Jonas to, have two hoop e- earrings? Back to current music. Um, I just want to, once we get to it, talk about the last chorus of this song because it's amazing. But um, when this plays in the movie, I didn't notice the first couple of times. I thought it was just like random cheap production music. <laughs> I did not recognise Mo at all. This is Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although the first time I saw it, maybe it was random cheap production music. It potentially was, yeah. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I could go back. Um, this is another one where I do not remember this song being in the fucking film. It's when they're dancing at the Halloween party. Ah. A lot, a lot of the music rolls around the Halloween party, as yes. we're now realising. So here's the choice of arm moment, right? This is Strawberries and Cigarettes. I love this song. Remember when we first met? Remember when we first met? <laughs> So, so this is from when they were doing Heavens from the Blue Neighborhood sessions, as far as I'm aware. Mm. Co-written by Alex Hope and Jack Antonoff, yep. along with Troy Mellett. <laughs> and since that's what the credits say, I just know them off the top of my head. I always forget Troy has another last name. <laughs> Oh, love it. It's the most LA song I've ever listened to. It's pretty heaven. I really like it. I love the production. I love how um, a lot of the lines run into each other. Mm. Um, I like that yeah. sometimes. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good... I like hearing, you know, a whole verse is like sort of one anecdote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. There's it's, some, it's it'd be really tricky good, to write that way. It's like really good storytelling on this song too. I really like it. Look at us, musicologists, just getting the fucking magnifying glass out. And just, um, Update, it's really? not Joe Jonas. Oh, thank it's, you. It was like a Disney Channel Joe Jonas, not, not masked Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Disney Channel. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, it's a, but it like, was like a lookalike from 15 years ago. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Ah, oh, cool, gotcha. Um, yeah, this is weird in the movie. It's in it for like 20 seconds. It's like, <gasps> the I, shit. I swear a different vocal, different production, 
It's like a ballad version. It's weird. It might have been like pre-mix and pre-master. I, I yeah. Because they might have just like really needed it. But it's weird because I'd seen it with and without, and every other song was normal except mm. except for the next one that they're gonna get to, which was not normal. Um, so let's get to this. <laughs> So, Sink In is a song written by Julia Michaels and Jack Antonoff that's in the movie sung by Julia Michaels. In the soundtrack, it's sung by Amy Shark. <laughs> what? And they sound near identical. So, second time I saw this movie, I was like, what is this song and who is that? And my brain was like, that sounds like Julia Michaels to me, but it can't be because she's not on the soundtrack. So it has to be Amy Shark, I was thinking. Mm. And I was like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. It has to be Amy Shark or Mo, because I didn't know what that song sounded like yet either. Yeah. And, and then we saw the credits of the movie, and you turned to me and you were like, it does sound like Julia Michaels, didn't you, when we were watching it the other day? Yeah. Yeah, you were like, that does sound like Julia Michaels. And then we watched the credits, and it's like, performed, yeah, performed by, by Julia, Julia Michaels. Michaels. And I'm like, huh? I know. It was so bizarre. But she doesn't sound like Julia Michaels normally sounds in the song. It's like she sang it for Amy. And I know well, that she Jack does and Amy that, doesn't she? Star. She sounds what? Amy does not have a credit on this song. No, I mean, Julia Michaels kind of sings for the person, which is why it sounded so awful when she did yeah, the Justin true. Bieber one. True. Yeah, good point. But uh, I really like this song. That Maybe it's because she's mimicking more. Julia, but I really like it. Honestly, it's very much too- like when someone does a Sia demo. Like, so you yeah. can hear Sia still. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. When The weekend was on Sia's song and that was awful. That was awful. I, I must, have to agree with I you. I must ask Amy how I think The weekend's best moment was on that song. Mm-mm. The weekend has been terrible since. You've been outvoted. I hate The weekend. He was always awful. I don't know why people think he's that good. He's like he's like an overrated. Um, he's like a really bad Michael Jackson tribute act. <laughs> That's that on that. God, I'm dropping. Movies do weird things to you, Nathan, where you listen to you know artists you've previously hated. <laughs> I mean, hate's a strong word, but Sufjan Stevens doesn't seem up your alley. Amy Shark's not up your alley. What is happening to you? I think Amy Shark is up Nathan's alley. I didn't know who Sufjan Stevens was, but um, Amy Shark, I've not liked any of her music thus far. This is the only song that I've liked. This is kind of softer. It's quite nice. She has a great voice. She's a great singer. I love seeing her live. I haven't done that. She can sing a bloody, sing the socks off someone, and she's really fun live. I've seen her like a million times now, and the nicest fucking person. So good on you, Amy. Good to see you out there in the big world, big bad world. Big posters up all around New York for your Apple Music partnership. It's just wonderful. Um, the song that's the most out of place in the movie and on the soundtrack is the hit. Yeah. Uh, like, this is a proper hit. It's going really, really well. Um, Khalid and Normani's Love Lies. Sorry if it's, it's, hard it's a good song. It's wedged in a strange part of the movie where they're just, like, chatting in a kitchen. Mm. Um, yeah, just, it's, just, it's just, on the radio in the background. Like, just to shove it in there. It's weird. <laughs> Um, but I'm not mad about it. It's good. He sounds really good on there. This is the only time I've liked a Khalid song. Um, and Normani is now free. I know. I was about to say noted soloist, Normani. Freed from the shackles of Fifth Harmony. Baby, tell me where you're Podcast is 
See, this sounds. This is a strange choice for this record, it's and it not, feels like it should be on the Fifty Shades soundtrack. It, honestly, it doesn't have that eighties vibe that the mm. entire rest of the movie goes for. Yeah. The inspiration for that movie, its sound, is John Hughes' movies of the 80s. So, <laughs> it's weird, it's out of place, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah. And this is really great for Normani. Um, because she uh, is on a song with Khalid, who is really, really popular on streaming and like with the kids right now. Anyway, let's yeah, cut all that out because you can't hear me. What? Yes, she can. Sorry, I just got distracted by text from my sister. She's a fucking idiot. Um. All right, we don't need the Oogum Boogum song. I was going to say, let's skip the Oogum Boogum song. What is the Oogum Boogum? I don't even want to know. Hang on, hang on. Oh, hang no, it's on. actually a bit of fun. Play it. It's a bit of fun. This is the opening of the movie. Oh, that's all right. Oh, it's it seems like a very opening song. movie sound. Ooh, yeah, see, it's ooh, just, it's no, just no, weird no. song. That's all we need from that. Um... A part of the movie I really enjoy is um, when Nick gets off his phone and puts the fader down so I can talk. Um, <laughs> is is that they just... They're such a nice group of friends and they're just jamming to the 1975 in the car on the way to school. Just some mates, you know? That's what the teens do. Yeah. Well, when I was in high school, that's like when chocolate happened yes. and it like went through my whole year group. Like, slowly, everyone was obsessed with chocolate by the 1975. What a song. What a song. So I was like, this seems accurate. I'm here for this. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with this. Um, no one really got to the car jamming stage with Love Me, though, did they? Oh, here's no, what I jammed to in the car. Um, we need to have a talk. <laughs> I had a car accident to this song. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Great memories. <laughs> um, so there is a scene that occurs with this song that's the most controversial part of the movie by far. Um, no spoilers, please. People are really offended by the joke that is made with huh. this scene. Do you know what I'm talking about, Nick? Oh, the um, this is the one where he's doing the. It's it's the fun, great scene that I love, but people do not. Can you talk about it without spoiling it? At the end, he's like, um, "Oh, well, not that gay." He's just in. Oh, he's, he's wait! Envisioning, people... he's envisioning his future life at college, uh, being out and proud, and then it's like this ridiculous, like, like it's the most stereotypical gay thing that you know media portrays gays to be. It's so funny, and I love it. And then at the end, he's like, "Oh, maybe not that gay." Uh, I'm telling you. The 30-something queers of New York City do not like it. Ooh. They are offended. Shut up, Sam Stryker. Oh, it's <laughs> just not one. him. It's just He's one. Elegant. Just calling out names. Um, I'm going to keep that in. Um, <laughs> and I, what I say to those people is have a sense of humour. And also, that's exactly how my brain thought in high school. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also, like, you... How? Well, who are you to tell another gay person whether they can or can't be gay? I I don't know. I'm talking out my ass here. Yeah, but, um, and how like how gay they can be? Exactly. And, like like if you're out, you have to be out 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 out. Mm. Like it doesn't work like that. Sorry, yeah. sis. Um, another controversial part of the film is that Simon believes that the Jackson Five "Someday at Christmas" is the best Christmas song. <laughs> oh, obviously it's Dear Santa, Bring Me a Man by the Young Divas. 
True. Obviously. What do you think, Nick? I think it's High Five Santa Claus is Coming. True, absolutely. Which charts on Spotify every year. Uh, I think it's Extraordinary Merry Christmas by the Glee cast featuring <laughs> Leah Michelle and Darren Chris. <laughs> Aren't they in the Glee cast? Uh, I don't know Why what do they, they get used. solo credits? So then there's this weird song by someone called Hearts. But it's, it's spelt weirdly. Wings. I want to find ideas. out who they are, because this is not a new song as far as I know. Sounds oh. new. So they started in 2011. They're a German New York-based indie pop band. German oh. New York-based. Uh, and this song Wings came out in 2013. Huh. huh. I'm fun. guessing, you know, they just liked it and wanted to put it in the movie. Yeah, why not? Um, why not, guys? Greg Berlanti, the director, is um, one of my favourite people in media. He's created a lot of things that I love. He was Riverdale, wasn't he? Yes. Um... He also did the ridiculous show Political Animals, which starred Sigourney Weaver as like a Hillary Clinton esque figure. I remember you being into and that. And she had a, a gay son in it. And that show was the greatest and deserved eight seasons, not the one that it got. <laughs> and that's that on that. And he's just done everything. Like he's done The Flash. He did all of those like um, DC comic adaptations for TV. Um, you know, is, is the reason that Keenan Lonsdale can be a, a queer superhero gave us our first queer, queer villain on The Flash. That was the best. I loved that episode. Was awesome. the character queer? Was he just yeah. queer? Oh, oh, that's cool. Uh, the, uh, the villain, the actor's bisexual. I don't know yeah. if the character is gay or not, but it was great. He Who's like, the actor? Um, what is his name? Andy Min- Mentis? Mentis? Oh, He's from Smash! Yes, yes, I love him! him. He got, yeah. He's <laughs> great. Smash. I know. I'm the only person in the world that watched that show. But I'm telling you, I really want to watch Smash, but it's not anywhere to it's watch. It's so good. No, I know. It's like the time I tried to download it and I got like a 90s Swedish sitcom, like the Swedish version of like Everybody Loves Raymond. And it was very disappointing. <laughs> He's hot. He yeah, is. he is. And yeah, he, he like and Jeremy it. Jordan are good buds. Oh, it's so good. Andy Mientis, I love you. Mientis. Mientis. So, um, the new Bleachers song on the soundtrack, written with Justin Tranter. It's called Keeping a Secret, and I really like it. Oh God, it's a long walk home, but I understand why I walk it alone. But hey. We're keeping a secret. It's, it's weird that um, he worked with Julia and Justin on separate songs. And yeah. not together like they usually do. Not his, not with his song wife, song hubby, as they refer to each other, which is so cute. Do I love, I love their relationship. They've done like two other songs together. What the hell? Oh, jo- I no, thought you were yeah. talking about Jack. No, Justin, Justin and, and, and Julia. Yeah, of course. Um, I heard when they wrote this, when it first got played in a record label meeting, Jack actually stripped down to his knickers and started dancing on the table. No, that's from a separate episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. It's a bit of fun though. <laughs> It's a bit of internal fun. I'm bored. Play the, play the next it's one. It's lovely. Play the good one. <laughs> it's a lovely song. It's like a weird, like, pre-breakup song. Because, as we now know, you know, all of his music's about Lena Dunham, of course. And they've <laughs> broken up. So, thank God. <laughs> I can like him now. I know, it's always been a, 
a, a weird thing. Like, I really like you as a person, but that's a strange choice you're making. <laughs> like the day that Kim Petras makes songs outside of Dr. Luke will be the best yeah, day of my life. I will be ready to stand, but until that day, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, and then my favourite song, or maybe not my favourite. I love this song. from Troy. But I love this song so much. It's from 2014, I believe. Uh, Wild Heart, a brilliant song. Bisexual icon. <laughs> what a wonderful, like, epic song to end a movie on. Yes, yes. Yes. This made me ball even more. When I first saw the movie and this song started playing and we, like, faded out, I was like, yes. This is my favourite thing that's ever existed. Did you cry the first time? Um, I have not had that many emotional reactions to it. The only time was when he yells at his sister. Oh, no. I can't deal with, like, sibling <laughs> yeah, right. conflict. Because yeah. in that, in that, there's a scene where they just are both so overwhelmed and don't know what to do, and it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. And that was oh, the one yeah. that got me. Yeah. Um, the rest, maybe not because it was in the book. Yeah, true. <laughs> so you fucking spoiled it for yourself by I, reading the book. I, I read this book last year and I loved it. See, this is why I don't read I'm books. I'm going to reread it. I don't now, read books anymore. Actually. Last but, book I read was Scandalance. But the thing is <laughs> that I've read so many um, queer love story books in the meantime that they all start to blur together. <laughs> <laughs> so there are certain things I don't remember from which one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hit you up, Nathan, for a good list of uh, queer books. I'm going to follow your thread. But it's important to note that they're all about um, gay and bisexual men and there's not oh, a single mate. one with women. Sorry, <laughs> I had to watch like three French films yesterday because I was sick and I just wanted to watch a nice lesbian love movie and they were all French. But, um, which is fine, but I wasn't in the mood to read. Princess Sid? Who? Princess Sid. No. It's on Netflix. It's really nice. Okay, I'll watch it. Um, Let's make a really off-colour joke. It's by the director Stephen Cohn, who makes these really weird, like subdued but cool, like queer movies, and it's it's good. Fun. I'll have a look. This one's lesbian. Does everyone watch Cucumber? (laughs) Yes, we've seen Cucumber, Nick. Go watch Cucumber again. Cucumber. Do yourself a favour. We've watched Cucumber. Watched it seventeen times. Um, And it's sub-series banana and tofu. While while we're on while we're on television and gays in television um the new stan series rise which is on nbc in america i believe <laughs> um wow <laughs> i love it yeah they're doing far too much um i want to binge watch it rather than watch it week by week i love shows but like that. this week second episode they gave their trans character lines which oh, is a good huge start good. so there's a, a trans man character in it um, and he gets to use the men's changing area and he has like a little triumphant moment, which is weird because we've never heard him speak before or know anything about him. There's <laughs> <laughs> no backstory. <laughs> a lot of presumed knowledge in there. <laughs> and and they have a closeted gay kid in it who comes from a very religious background. So that's, you Oh, know, we love a religion. A storyline I've seen yeah. eight million times before, but is still... <laughs> it's still <laughs> relevant. character is so likeable and the actor is so good and I've never seen him before. And his name is also Simon. <laughs> Oh my god! Not all gay people are called Simon, guys. I want to, I want to, because I, I see a heap of things about why is Nick Robinson playing a gay character when he's straight? But like, he's the perfect person to play that character. I, I mean, having read the book, I was like, I don't 
the trailers, when I heard he was in it, he was the one casting problem I had. And then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, he's Simon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's really like... I can't think... I, I know a lot of gay actors. I follow a lot of them. I can't <laughs> think of any of them that would fit this role. Yeah. Um, and they di- they cast Blind of Sexuality, which, I mean, worked because two cast members came out in the process of this movie. Yeah. So, like, it's and, not... And Nick's brother, not all right? about that. Yeah, so Nick's younger brother came out also Aww. in the process of this movie, which is the sweetest. Yeah. Nick's getting all email now. And then, like, all three of the possible love interests in the movie um, are queer actors. Yes. Oh. I, two of the, them that I absolutely love. The one from 13 Reasons Why who's really cute. Miles Heiser. Yes. And I love him. I he love, reminds I'll me of you. I'll watch anything he's in. Uh, he's beautiful. He's gorgeous. Thanks to the BuzzFeed quiz yesterday that said that he was my uh, Love, Simon soulmate. <laughs> Mine was, like, was some... Either, either him or Keenan. Woman it's named Alexandra or something. Oh, she is beautiful. Is that the well, friend that he comes out to? She's Abby. Who's Abby? Yes. Yeah, the friend he comes out to. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, she's um, Sounds like me, so. <laughs> <laughs> and and Keenan Lonsdale, who of course oh. we know that I am obsessed with. And that yes. obsession will deepen in the coming week. Twenty five out. Oh yes. Keep tuned. <laughs> Twenty five rounds of applause for Keenan Lonsdale. He's such a good character in it. And then another dude who was in a really, really dark TV show, American Crime Season 2, which is about, like, male sexual assault, and it's all a lot. And so I didn't <laughs> didn't have a positive reaction to seeing him on screen. Yeah, Because he wasn't very good before. Mm. Which is not... It's it's the character, not him as an actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the character's awful. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, like, there are plenty of queer people in this. And then there's the other dude, um, Ethan. So, like... Who's Ethan? Shut up. He's the uh, he's the out gay kid of the school. Oh, I, I, also, that. I love that character. He was great. He's also in Keenan Lonsdale's Good Life video I discovered yesterday. Oh my god, I love that so much. All right, guys, well, good chat. I was going to say, you done, Nathan? I apologise. <laughs> what, this, this episode of the podcast? No, it's fucking great. It was lovely. I feel I like just... I would have been able to get into it more had I seen it, but unfortunately I couldn't make it and then turns out I could and then I missed it and it just... <laughs> So, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but it's March... Oh, I see what you did there. You said coming out. I really liked it. Instead of saying coming 2018, they would say coming out 2018. Yeah. I was like, yes! That's good. I love the promotion. So, we need the general public to go and see the film. Um, yes, we need the audience to buy the album. <laughs> no, we need the audience to buy tickets to the movie. March 29 in Australia. Advanced screenings everywhere, but I don't know when this is happening. Yeah, well, you, need, you need to go and see it. You need to go in a movie theatre. Don't sit your ass at home trying With to a download link a torrent. From a shithouse torrent where you can't even see it because it's all garbled some idiot brought their camcorder into a preview. If, if you want more... Um, Queer movies released in cinemas near you, you need to see this one and you need to yeah. see the other ones that are coming out. I'm going to try ra- hell, rally all the narrow guys. Whenever Not the hell the miseducation of Cameron Post comes out, you need to see that. Whenever you, When Boy Erased comes out, you need to go and see that. Yes. And everything else ever. Just go and see them. Because the only queer movie I've ever had screened near me before was Holding the Man. <laughs> and it was just me and an old woman in the theatre. <laughs> Okay. All right. Go and see Love, Simon in cinemas everywhere, March 29, and have a lovely day, and hit subscribe if you're listening for the first time. Bye now. Bye.